the City Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back another edition of Keys to the City. I'm your host, Trevor Keys, alongside the big brother, Ted Keys, and the host from the Rich Sports Talk, Nolan Rich, joining us again. And it is November 22nd, and Ted has Christmas stuff up. I'm why? 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 We're not even at Thanksgiving yet. Week of Thanksgiving is fine. It's not like November. Mariah Carey's was playing her freaking song November 1st, which drives me nuts. Yo, last night somebody played. They were playing Mariah Carey at at the bar. I went out last night for a few drinks, and I said, turn it off. And they turned it off. I'm not listening to no Christmas stuff yet. It's not even Thanksgiving. Weird. I don't even think that hot take. That's not that great of a Christmas song. I love how it's hot take. It's the most overrated song. Yeah, it most yeah. over. Like, is Mariah Carey like that? Like that? She's made a career off that one song. Like I swear, like that's half her revenue. Just concert. like also, Elf is the most overrated movie of all whoa, time. Whoa, whoa, whoa! But. I think Christmas Story is more overrated than that. Whoa, 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 no Christmas Story. But, yes, we are Keys of the City. You can check us out when we are live on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And if you don't get to check out the live show, you can check out us at Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Twitch, and at CT Politics for at Roku, Amazon. And if you want, you can check out, if you're a Jet fan, you can check out Rich Sports Talk. We were just talking about overrated. We're just talking Mm. about Christmas and Thanksgiving and all that overrated baloney. Well, ah, Sunday was, uh, I don't know what the, what do we want to say about Sunday? Sunday was, we talked about it the other day. We talked about it last week. New York Blues, bro. The the New York Blues are back, it seems like, but we were talking about it. Was it make or break for the New York Giants and the New York Jets. We'll also be talking about the top of the NFC right now. Pretty much it looks like a three-team race. We'll talk about that. 49ers, Cowboys, and Philly. Who do we think is the team to beat in the NFC? But mm. we did say make or break for the New York Giants and the New York Jets this weekend. And after this weekend, well, I got I, it's great. You got the Giant fan, Ted, and you got the Jet fan, so we get both perspectives after two Ugly, ugly performances by both franchises. Ted, I'm going to start with you. I'll get into Nolan. We'll talk about it, both teams. When you look at how both of these games went, the New York Jets led by a dominant defense. It's almost like a Super Bowl caliber type defense and only having two yards in the first half. And then the New York Giants, 7-2 and coming in against a feisty Detroit Lions team, a team that likes to bite the kneecaps as Dan Campbell likes to preach. And they did. They beat up on the New York Giants for 60 minutes. They punched them in the mouth, Ted, like you said, and the Giants never responded. Now, I know they were due to more and more injuries. The plethora of injuries continued to build for the Giants. Ted, was Sunday a telling sign in the Big Apple for both the New York Giants and the New York Jets moving forward? Oh, absolutely. Hey, I might want to bring the mic in. Yeah, you might want to bring the mic in, bro. We don't want to hear you no mic. We want to hear clarity. Yeah, I know. Um, but it was a little more okay. clear so for us let's, let's, for Sunday. Let's be, let's be realistic, okay? We're, we're both fans of each other's team, okay? No yeah. one's a huge New York Jets fan. We're, Trev, you and me are both Giants fans. But if the Jets, you know, if the Jets were in the playoffs, I'd root for the Jets, okay? Especially because I have certain family members. We should be grateful for where we where both teams are Absolutely. At, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, we both understand that if we were looking at this team talent-wise, the Giants are not as talented as the Jets are. The Jets are a much more talented team, okay? They have a legit star corner in Sauce Gardner. They have great defensive line. Giants do too, all right? But if you're just looking the whole – I mean, 
I'll, if I break it down with this is the Jets have more star talent right now, okay? Doesn't make them a better team. Doesn't make them a worse team, all right? When I look at the Giants is, listen, we're 7-3. God, I've never seen, I haven't seen seven wins in three years, okay? So it's a plethora of excitement. It's been fun to watch this team. But this team is really not 7-3. This team mm-hmm. is really a 4-3 team. And if 7-3, it's 10. So this team is more of a 5-5 five five team. That's what really the Giants are. They are lucky to be 7-3. Okay, they haven't blown anyone out. They've only scored over 24 points once this whole season. Their offense isn't great. They have no receivers. And in a league where the game is known to throw the football down the field and score points, we do the opposite of that. Okay, we play situational football. We do all the right things. Our our quarterback has not turned the ball over. We played winning football. We've won. We've played basic winning football. The old school of mentality: let's run the football, let's not turn the ball, let's play good on third down, let's play great situations, let's make sure we do right on special teams. Don't give up any free or easy plays, long kickoffs, and and let the other team make the mistake. And the Giants. What's made the Giants great this season is they've played their best football in the last quarter of the season, uh, last quarter of the games, the fourth quarters. That's why the Giants are where they're at. All right. But let's let's be realistic, though. If you're a Giant fan, this team is not as good as some of the other teams that are below them or right above them. Okay, Mm -hmm. the Dallas Eagles, the 49ers. um, Listen, the Seahawks might be better than them. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. But they at least looked it in that day. Okay. The Lions look like a better team. The Lions are a very talented team, okay? If it wasn't for a couple of misfortunes and their defense being so poorly, this team could be 7-3, the Detroit Lions. So that's not a bad loss. And I told you this the other day. I started predicting games. You could start seeing the thing. I told you Dallas was going to win. Dallas was going to crush Minnesota. Minnesota had been getting lucky beating teams all year long. They just came off a miraculous win in Buffalo. Dallas came off a really bad loss in Green Bay. It was set up perfect for the NFL and Dallas to dominate, okay? But we're not talking about Dallas. Giants, they're still 7-3, but the injuries, too, are catching up with them, and that's going to be a problem going forward. Now, the other sign with the Jets is, listen, this Jets team is really good. I was, I'm i a big fan of the Michael K show. I love Don. He's a Jet fan. But this is what he said. Zach Wilson is killing this team. This team is a Super Bowl-caliber team if Jimmy G is their quarterback. Okay, this is a Super Bowl caliber team, and Jimmy G is a quarterback. The other big thing that the Jets let, no, um, really hurt, and I know no one could speak about this even mm-hmm. more so, is the loss of Brees Hall when oh, they were yeah. averaging six yeah. yards a carry when he was a running back. They're only averaging three point five with James Robinson and Michael and Elijah Vera Tucker. I mean, you had like arguably an All Pro offensive tackle. Like it's it was a loss. And look, it's funny, that's guys, because team Nolan. this, this yeah. I mean, they're they have they, the capability but here's the thing they beat miami i get it Tua wasn't there they beat buffalo and josh allen was there they can beat any team they want to if mm-hmm. they play because their, their defense is that the good if their offense could do if their offense can just do half their the the quarterback is holding them back bro he yeah. is not progressing he is pitiful if it wasn't do you know he's averaging 3.5 yards attempt pass attempt? It's it's uh, twice can... as low as the as the NFL average. And I don't know if it's he's that bad or if LaFleur and the offense. No, he's no he's hold on or are holding him back because I said this to you the other day. Would Zach Wilson be a better quarterback if Brian Dable was the head coach and the offensive coordinator? Would if he mm-hmm. make Zach Wilson a better because Steve Young last night said the way defensive coaches handle quarterbacks in the league is a hell of a lot different than the way offensive coaches. And you could see sometimes the struggles and the differences when a guy gets a real offensive coordinator who's hands-on and much better than a guy who's like Brian Staley, the Charger head coach. 
because Herbert's talented, but you just you question that team because of the coach. So but Ted, on, you Nolan. are you are right yeah. about that, but Nolan, here's the first Ted, thing. I, Hold I on, just, no. The first yeah. thing you have to do is take accountability when you suck. Yeah. That's yeah, just no. you gotta so have I don't care. Everything falls on your on your I shoulder. Don't care. I don't care who's your coach. I don't care if it's Brian Dable or anybody. If you're not gonna have the accountability, you're not gonna show that you're a leader. That's just you need to that that's that's an as important as the skill set than it is moving forward, Nolan. Right. No, and I'm going to disagree with you uh, on the offensive coordinator because I I went through the 22 film. I'm watching it, and there are guys wide open. Like the Lafleur, I think a great example of Lafleur being an offensive coordinator is when Joe Flacco. And I think we can agree Joe Flacco is at the end of his rope when he is filled in for the Jets. He averages over 300 passing yards in this offense. You look at when Mike White st- stepped in last year. He threw for over 400 yards against the Bengals. Yeah. Through nine, through seventy yards on the first drive in Indianapolis before he got hurt. So it, it kind of is just that I don't think Lafleur's the problem. When I'm watching the film on the critical third and one play, you have Elijah Moore coming on a crosser. It's third oh, and one, right, yeah. wide open. And even there, yep. Michael Carter motioned out of the backfield to the flat. He was wide open. The Patriots didn't have a man following him. He was sitting there. No one was around him. The problem was by the time Zach threw him the ball, the Patriots like, oh crap, we might as well put a guy over there. So yeah, they said he look, doesn't even know the playbook. That's what I was reading. It's, he still doesn't understand the playbook, and that's and, on him. That's and that's, that's the important said. thing. He's taking a step back. This is year two. You have yeah. look. They went out and drafted well. They got a, a top notch corner. They got a number one type receiver in Garrett Wilson. You have court, you have weapons on think, the team. I think know Brees Hall hurts and Elijah Vera Tucker. Yeah, but think about this way, guys. Forward, like, man. I don't think that I think if, if Brees Hall and Elijah Vera Tucker were healthy, you can make the case this could be a Super Bowl contender. I think they're going to be a lot better team in 2023. If, if those honest, two are there, but, no, they might be Super Bowl caliber. You know this. They were a much better team than the New England Patriots. They, they should be in too. Zach Wilson's, even with Zach Wilson's three picks in the first game, they were still there at the end. They, they were there at the end of this game. Yeah. They, and, and, and the Jets, game, he completed nine passes. He completed, they completed less passes than punts in that game. Zach Wilson had a 40% completion percentage. Look, the Jets aren't even asking for average quarterback play. They just need standard quarterback like play. Milford, Functional. Don't lose the game for us. Make exactly. the two or three throws that we ask you to. We're going to yeah. run the ball. We're going to play solid defense. Because this defense is top-notch, bro. This is a yeah, top-five defense. And, but is. here's the thing, going back to the original point, and I know I was leading this on, is both teams still have to be positive of where this is going because no, t- right. neither fan base probably saw us as a five, six, seven seed in the playoffs. We would have took, hey, listen, we both would have took eight and nine, nine and eight, whatever, close just outside the playoffs and said, you know what? But let me ask you both. Dak's gotten better. Daniel's gotten Ten, better. Let me, let me, let me year, ask you both. Because here's question. the thing, Trent. This Jets team is not winning the Super Bowl this year. Okay. But this team can win the Super Bowl next year if they that figure is. out who their quarterback's going to be in the future. That's the question. Now, that, that's the most important thing is that with the Giants, the Giants are going to have to just figure out, just got to go get some weapons. This team will be fine. The Jets could be more in a serious conversation moving forward because are they going to have to go back to the drawing boards again? Like, are they going to have to in the sense of, who is going to be the catalyst to lead this team? Who is it going to be? Because right now, I see a guy that probably just lost the locker room. 
Well, he, and that's he, the most important he, thing. He can gain it back. I was listening to Dominic Foxworth today, and he said if he comes in that locker room and has a like a press conference as a team meeting and say, listen, I screwed up. I didn't handle it right. I'm going to act professionally. I'm going to do everything in my power to lead you guys to the promised land. I will take accountability going forward. You apologize. You own it, and you move forward. And guys will respect that. This is a league where guys take guys in and give second and third chances. They'll respect that. I, I respectfully disagree. Like, look, the problem is you can change a lot about a quarterback. Like, two is a good example. Tua had a skill set that needed to be worked on, needed to be worked on. Like, you can get better at studying film. You can get better with your mechanics. You can get better with the playbook. But I really believe that it is almost impossible to change the personality of you and the personality that you have. Because, again, this has been a troubling trend. Even after the first New England game when Zach threw three of the worst interceptions you will ever see in your life, he didn't take accountability then. Josh Allen was playing with his arm falling off against the Jets. And he was saying, look, I sucked. I was terrible in this game. This one's on me. Joe Burrow, when he plays bad, it's on him. Like Rex Ryan made a great point. I do think Rex does wax poetically about when he was the coach of the Jets. But one thing he said that I completely agreed with was with Mark Sanchez. Was Mark Sanchez good? No. But did he handle the media well? Yes. Did he take the bullets? Yes. Did he take the bullets when he didn't have to? Yes, and I was bringing up Sam Darnold, and I do feel bad. Do I think Sam Darnold had the talent to be a franchise quarterback? Now, maybe it's a little bit revisionist history, but I will say this about Sam. Sam was on a much worse team in a much worse situation than him. And a worse coaching staff, too. Even after the seeing ghost game took responsibility, look, it's on me. When people were blistering, saying, look, Adam Gase is probably one of the worst offensive coaches we have ever seen, and people were basically flying planes over MetLife. He didn't have to. He could have easily – he's the face of the franchise. He could have disagreed, but you know what? He stuck by his head coach. It was almost to a detriment with Sam Darnold. Where you look at Zach, I'm sorry, Zach, but what is your moment? Like, at least with Sam Darnold, I can look at the Cowboys game. I can look at the Monday night game. Zach Wilson, the most memorable moment of his NFL career, had nothing to do with the, on the field. I would argue it was that pro day. Like, yeah, he had the great yeah, touchdown. Know, you know what it is? Year. When he yeah, uh, slept with one of his mom's friends. And yeah. Guy, and that, it's <laughs> And look, Zach, I, I said of all the quarterbacks in his draft class, the Jets have done more for Zach than any other quarterback. Think about this. He's the only quarterback from his draft class that had the same head coach, the same offensive coordinator, the same GM, the same offensive scheme. And, oh, by the way, a team that went out and highly invested in both the draft and free agency. And on top of all of that, when a player went down this year, quickly went to solve the problem. Mekhi Becton goes down. Bang. They bring in Dwayne Brown. When Brees Hall goes down, bang. They bring in James Robinson. Even this week, when Nate Herberg got banged up, they went out and brought Lauren Duvernay-Tardif back, who was a good player for them last year. I mean, I could make the case that no team has done more for their quarterback in that draft class than the New York Jets. And Zach has just been horrendous and just doesn't seem to get it. Like, you either get it or you don't. Like, I think Zach can improve mechanically. I think his performance on the field can improve. But when you see the defensive players liking tweets about his performance and then they're walking it back. I mean, look, if I was that defense, I'd be pissed. I mean, you we're can't not just – You we're can't not, come we're, out after a game like yes. this. 
and say, literally, I know it was just one word, but that one word just spoke volumes to the entire franchise. That, and, no, and, that, you don't take any accountability. It comes off as yeah. absolutely arrogant. And it kind of just signal. It kind of just is like an example of sure. today's society. Shows, but Zach doesn't, so and immature. He, he yeah. doesn't get the importance of it, which is alarming because we're not yes. just talking about a game. The Jets win that game. They're in the driver's first seat of place, the AFC East. The now they're in last place. Goal. They lose the tiebreakers. Yep. And again, it's. I think this is more frustrating as a Jet fan. Like you see, the Jets are a better team than the Patriots. But oh, yeah, absolutely. But you hear the national narrative. Oh, it's the same old Jets. It's people picking on the Jets because, of course, the Jets would screw it up. Of course, the Jets walk off punt. Like it's like, oh, it's the same old Jets. And I keep telling people, it's not the same old Jets. If that was the same old Jets. Like, they wouldn't have been in that game. They would have freaking quit in that game. And they were in it to the last whistle, even though I think the rest at that point, even though there was arguably a block in the back on that return, was just like, let's just get this freaking game over with. Because no one's well, even if you know, they say, well, like there was like an extra three seconds that they just let, let wine off the clock at the yeah, end. Yeah, it, 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 it's just, it, it's the, just. You definitely, there's more positive for the Jets, but the biggest question, and we know this for any team is the quarterback. quarterback. If you don't have the quarterback other than the coach, and I get it, the quarterback can drag the coach a little bit, but if you don't have the quarterback, you have nothing else because you guys have seen everything else. Now the Giants, on the other hand, listen, man, we've been playing with house money and we've been hitting, we've been rolling on black. We've just been hitting black and black's been coming out. But honestly, we just, we just lost half our pot. All right. We lost half the pot on one shot. We're like, you know, what? we've been hot. We have five in a row. Let's, let's, let's double up on black. And we, Listen, this team is not good enough to to have six guys get hurt in a game. All right, not hurt enough for your one of your best defensive players to get hurt on the bye week in an ATM. Not good enough to have no receivers. I mean, listen, yeah. we don't have any. This has definitely got to be one of the worst receiving cores ever, especially now that Wandell Robinson's out. At least the guy had a really good game, showed promise. Yeah. He's out for the season, torn ACL. So see you next year. Hey, Hopefully at least you got rid of fragile Tony. I mean, he's already hurting freaking Kansas City already. It's so un- I mean, it's, a, it's unfortunate. <laughs> and then Galladay. I mean, yeah, he had two catches. Hopefully, he can step up and play something. I mean, anything is better than nothing. But right now, you look at the Giants' receiving core. They're going to be pulling guys out of the practice squad to play this Thursday. I mean, you couldn't have had a worse situation for the Giants this week. Not only to get beat up and trounced at home against the Detroit Lions. But then lose the amount of guys that you do, and then have to play three days later against the Dallas Cowboys, who come off a 40 and three, 43 victory over the Minnesota Vikings. It's like Dallas, 4:30. The crowd's gonna be nuts. It's gonna Giants, be like Giants 10 million win. people Giants are gonna be shocked. Though. Hey, Saudi Arabia just beat Argentina in the World Cup. Anything is freaking possible, bro. The I'm, New York it, Giants it, are it, winning on Thursday. I mean, no, it, I, listen. I, the only way the Giants can is they really they got Barkley's got to run and run and run. You got to get lucky. I just, I just think it's really going to. If you want to look at the whole picture of this, I think it's going to be really hard for both of these teams to make the playoffs, especially now. Like no one said, the Jets, they can win two or three games, maybe more, maybe they won't. It all depends on what happens with this quarterback situation. I mean, they I still feel your play. Giants have the better shot because the NFC is better. Right. The AFC, there's I, a I, lot I, of good teams. Listen, I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants don't make the playoffs, and neither team of the makes the hmm. playoffs. I could see them both falling short because of tiebreakers. Of things because right now the Giants are probably going to lose to Dallas, and I'm not hoping that. I, listen, I'm a true and true fan. I'm going in with the faith that they're going to win, but I'm also a realist and understand that this team is just not as talented, and we're going beat up. We're going into like a box match with a one with one arm and one leg, and and we're going to try right. to win a match. This then team can't, can't, this team can't account. 
This team can only do so much. This team can only do so much with what they have, and yeah, the and injuries. Then listen, Washington's and, won five in a row. They've been playing better with Heineke. And the, the injuries, top, Minnesota, and then the Colts are not an easy out no more. So the Giants can possibly win right. one game left. I know I mean, we talked. I know we talked a lot about the Jets, but both of these teams right now, to like you said, like we both said, for them to be currently, I know the Jets six and four, and the Giants seven and three right now. We're usually around this time for the past six to seven. Ten, Take let's just go on, for basically. the past ten. Look, yeah, let's, let's go back to the past have... ten years. The past ten years, it's been literally. But what let me. Position are we going to be? In? But let me ask you guys this for both teams. Uh, look, I think both were both kind of have question marks at the quarterback position. But yeah, I feel right now positive about both these teams because it feels like the Jets and the Giants have both the GM and the head coach in place, which they haven't had in the last decade. And look, I, agree. I think the Zach Wilson thing is actually a positive for the Jets because as much grief as the Johnsons get, and look, I understand that they have their warts as ownership, and even the Mara family I get has some warts too, but the Jets have more. But to me, it's pretty telling that either the Johnsons see that this isn't working with Zach or they're doing what I think has happened. They're letting the football people – Make a decisions because the quarterback position in the NFL is unlike any other position. Owners don't care about running back depth charts or offensive linemen, but the franchise quarterback, the pick you selected at number two overall, and you're putting this out there that he could be going to the bench. Like that is a decision that you just can't make as a head coach. Like you have to run that upstairs. And it shows me that for both organizations, they're letting the football people run the operation. It's about, and you it's feel about time. Like and you feel like you have the right people with Douglas, with Shane. You feel you have the right guys in charge. And look for head coaching. I give Salah a lot of credit. I know Brian Dable will probably win the coach of the year. I think Salah needs to get a lot of credit because the Jets' defense was 32nd. They're one of the top units in the NFL this year. And also with Salah, that was a decisive decision. The Jets could have waited till Thursday. They could have waited till Friday. They could have waited till Wednesday. They could have let this drag on, but it shows me within 24 hours, like Salah was understanding, look, I could lose the locker room or key pieces in this locker room. I have to make this decision, and it's not going to be a popular one. He's not stupid. Salah understood the second he has that press conference, Zach Wilson was going to be the number one story on Monday Night Football. It was going to be the number one story on Tuesday. Hell, he'll probably be the number one story in the country in media for the rest of the week. Will he start? Who will start? Should he start? Like, Sal's no dummy, but he understands that it is important to keep this team together, and I do think the Jets are having that discussion already, which is also showing me, too, that they're willing to move off a mistake. I'd rather have a team admit a mistake and move off of the mistake than try to continue to make the mistake work. That doesn't work in the NFL. And look, I know that they whiffed on Wilson, but I would trust I would trust Sal and I would trust Douglas to make pick a quarterback. I would, because – even though the Wilson pick didn't work out or might not work out, if they have to make a decision on a new quarterback, I trust them to make that decision. Well, I mean, we'll see. Like I said last week, it was a make or break for both franchises. It didn't go according to plan. The Giants really maybe got exposed a little bit. Maybe the Detroit Lions really did expose the New York Giants. We did. We knew what the New York Giants were. They're a run-heavy team, run-first team, defense, no turnovers. The injuries continue to pile up. The New York Jets, on the other hand, and uh, hey, guess what? Now you know what uh, Deshaun Jackson's punt return feels like. Mm. At least we both now have that. Marcus Jones yeah, is now the, the, that was the last Mar- game of the season. Oh, I I know, but this was a Wasn't huge that for the game playoffs for- in the division. 
Uh, yeah, that was late in the year. That was like that was the 15. last game. But this was just January. this was just as important for a franchise that just just think and about. The Giants were also now, up twenty one points to seventeen points going. But Trevor, think, it never should have come down to that freaking punt. For everyone blaming it. the special team, it. it should. I get it. If the off, if Wilson can hit more in the flat there, if Wilson can complete double digit passes, like. I they win this game. Like it was so freaking infuriating. As you can tell, we're both both all three of us. It's unfortunate because we've seen a lot of wins this year, surprisingly. But Sunday was a different story. Maybe it's a telling sign moving forward. We're gonna see how Thursday plays out for the New York Gi- Giants as they head into Jerry World to take on. Boy, oh boy, could be the best team in the NFC. Or could it be last night's team, the San Francisco 49ers, or are we still riding high with Fly Eagles Fly? But we are Keys and City. You can check us out on all social media platforms, as well as Switch Sports Talk at YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, for more Jets podcasts and stuff. But we just talk about the NFC, the New York Giants, Jets, surprises of the NFL so far. But then you really look at the, the juggernauts right now. It looks like the AFC. You got the Chiefs and you got the Bills. It looks like that's a two-team race. Maybe you get Baltimore, maybe Miami, maybe Cincinnati. But we're gonna stay. We're gonna stand pat with just the Bills and the Chiefs for now. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, two best quarterbacks in the game. And then the NFC. Joe it Burrow, really bro. to me, huh? Joe Burrow, bro. And Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow is Joe, Joe Burrow is legit, bro. Joe Burrow. Oh yeah, I love Joe Burrow. Don't get me wrong. I love Joe Burrow. That's my guy. But then we got to get over to the NFC because that's NFC, what happens when you get the quarterback right. That is what happens when you nail on the quarterback. The N- and then we go to the NFC right now. It really looks like it's coming down to a three-team race because we thought, well, maybe most of the people in the world, but me over here, of course, because I'm writing about Mr. Kirk Cousins, just can't deliver in the big game, and it was just more evident and clear come Sunday. That's why they're losing this week, too, by the way. They are losing to the Patriots. Book it. It's it's the night game. It's a night game, and you know how it is. It's not ha- it's gonna happen. Book it. NBC, right can now- we flex can we flex the Vikings jet game to Sunday night football, please? <laughs> can we flex, uh, can I we mean, flex so, the, hey, can Sauce Gardner versus Justin too? Jefferson sounds good. I mean, yeah. Can we flex <laughs> the Giants and the Jets games to the Vikings at Sunday night football. Yeah, just that block. We gotta win a couple more games and maybe that'll happen. You look at these three teams right now, the three teams I'm talking about, the San Francisco 49ers dominating Mexico City last night over their rivals, the Arizona Cardinals, the Dallas Cowboys with Maybe, just maybe the most impressive victory. I still believe that that game and the Buffalo Bills against the Los Angeles Rams opening night was the most impressive victories of the entire football season, dominating all facets of the game. And then the Philadelphia Eagles winning ugly, but still finding a way to win. I know people, oh, they only beat them by one point. Hey, if you're a good team, you find ways to win. And the Philadelphia Eagles, as we know, are a good team led by a great quarterback right now in Jalen Hurts. Found a way to win the game. Wasn't pretty, but they still found a way and still lead atop of the NFC. So, guys, no, I'll, Chad, I'll start with you. Who is the team to beat right now? I know it's only November 22nd, but when you really look at this NFC conference, it seems like these are the three teams that really are going to be. Yeah. Maybe the Bucs make a surprise, but we're going to stick to the three. Who is it to you? Is it the Cowboys? Is it the Eagles? Or is it the Niners? It's the same team that I told you that would represent the NFC in the 40, in the Super Bowl. It's the 49ers, bro. They're the best team, bro. You can make the argument that they're the best team in all football. 
all around with talent. Now, talent-wise, I get it. The Chiefs are the best team right now. They should be in everyone's number one in their power rankings, and they have the best quarterback same in football. You're on the same boat with us. But it's the 49ers, bro. Don't let their record fool you. This yeah. is the best team, and they're getting better and better. Jimmy G looks just looks more fluid with this offense. What a this game last talent. night. Oh, he's fluid. I mean, listen, D. McCaffrey, man. That McCaffrey addition. Listen, all their pieces last night. Elijah Mitchell, Beast running the ball. Brandon Ayuk, Debo, Kittle, Jimmy. Brent Williams just knocking. You get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. Everyone gets a touchdown. They have they have superstars at every level of their defense. They have the one of the best linebackers in Fred Warner. They have one of the best pass rushers in Nick Poza. They have Eric Armstead's going to come back. They have secondary guys, Javis Ward. They have so many pieces around this team. They have a team that's been there. Okay. If you're going to give me an argument, the Cowboys and Eagles, I've already seen the 49ers play the Cowboys. And this 49ers team is much better than it was last year. They have more weapons. And they went into Dallas last year and beat them. So what tells me differently this year? What what makes that Dallas was more explosive last year? They had Amari Cooper, they had Cedric Wilson, they had a healthy Dalton Schultz, they had a better is team. Their, is their defense better than it was last year? No. And their defense was not. I, I, I think their defense is not better than last year because I think last year's might have been even better. But know, because Parsons was a stud, and you knew now teams are knowing how to go against Parsons. All right. So and he's still dominant. So of course he is. He's still one of the best players in the game. <laughs> But if you're telling me right now, I'm going to take Jimmy G. I know that sounds stupid. We break his chops and we talk so much crap about him. But the guy wins games. And at the end of the day, you're going to trust Jalen Hurts, who's only been in one playoff game? You're going to trust Dak Prescott, who's 1-2 and two in the playoffs? What, 1-3? Can't win a game? Doesn't win the big games? Never does. I get it. Jimmy G. Jimmy G's done it. Jimmy G went into Dallas last year and beat Dak Prescott. Went into Green Bay and beat – What I mean, if – if their safety Tark catches the ball on the on the middle pass in the middle of the field in the fourth quarter, the game's over. He goes to another Super Bowl in a row. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's 12 minutes away from winning the Super Bowl two three years ago against the Chiefs. Yeah. He could be a two-time Super Bowl quarterback. We're not even talking about Trey Wance. Well, don't forget he has some rings because he was with the uh Oh, I get Brady. it. But listen, <laughs> it's the 49ers. Now, could things change? It. But right now it's the 49ers. I trust the 49ers. You do, they can win multiple ways. They can they can score points at you. And if you want to play ground and pound and you want to you want a bare knuckle fight, they will punch you in the face and fight you to the death. And I don't think any team other than maybe the Eagles in the NFC can do that same thing. The Eagles remind me a little bit because of the running game, the pound and ground. They will get better. All right, especially once they get the big guy Davis back. They signed Linville Joseph. They signed um, Sue. So I think that's going to help them with Fletcher Cox. That's going to make their defensive run game better. They Once Goddard comes back, that'll help them in the passing game. You can definitely tell with his loss what a difference. But they have pieces. But if no, you're telling you, me right now who I want right now, I'm going to take the 49ers. Nolan, they can beat you in multifacets, and I think they're the most talented team, and then they got all the pieces to do it. They don't have a flaw. I, I would go the Eagles and look, I think the Eagles are preparing for the 49ers because the Joseph and Sue signing is if there's a weakness on the 49ers, it's the interior the offensive line, which they're going to attack with those guys. And look, the Eagles, like I feel are going to get home field advantage. I understand they still have to go through some of the NFC East, but I just get this feeling that it's going to go through Philadelphia, which is a tough place to play. And look, the 49ers are great now. The biggest concern I have with the 49ers are what are they going to be in the postseason? Because you've had guys on this team that have had major injury concerns. Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Kirsten McCaffrey. I mean, they're all healthy right now. 
But if they lose one of those big pieces, they are in a lot of trouble. And they and look, I love their defensive front. I think their secondary can be exposed a little bit. And look, the Eagles, like we just go down the list of the wide receivers that they have. And Jalen Hurts is playing great football. And the one thing that I think puts them ahead of the 49ers is with Jalen Hurts, the ability to run, keep plays alive, negate some of that pass for San Francisco. As with Garoppolo, he's an athlete, but he needs a clean pocket. He needs to be able to throw on schedule. And the Eagles have a tremendous front. I mean, let's be honest. Both of those teams – do they have both the top five offense and defensive line units? I think you have to put them in there because oh, yeah. of how I would, good they are. So. I would oh, even yeah. weapons. No, even weapons, like you said. Once you get Connor Buck, you have A.J. Brown, you got um, Devontae Smith, you have Miles Sanders, you got a bunch of good key pieces on that team that can make plays. And like you said, Jalen Hurts is a weapon. His legs and his arm can make plays. My thing is this. The 49ers are used to going on the road. They're road warriors, mm-hmm. man. It doesn't matter where you want to put them. They'll come in and, and beat you and beat you up and are you able to what's the word kind of counter punch them can you can you maintain their their ferocity and, and their intensity because sometimes teams can't match that and it's and told i thought last year the 49ers the way they went into dallas last year and really took it to dallas last year and pounded and beat them up and then and then they did it to because green bay and then more yeah. talented team. dallas was a more talented here's team. my here's my key thing i think there's a player that we're really missing that, that, that could be a true difference maker, and he was on full display on Sunday afternoon, and that's Tony Pollard. I think right. Tony Pollard is <laughs> – you want to talk about a weapon. He's their best weapon. CD, you got CD who's been – has been so consistent for this Dallas offense. You got Dalton Schultz when he gets fully healthy back. When they get Odell back, back they still – they get Odell. <laughs> you got to keep an eye. If They're they get Odell, get Odell. He's going to go mean, there. All signs point to Odell going back. But Tony Pollard, I think the emergence of Tony Pollard as an explosive weapon out of the passing game, it just – that is something intriguing moving forward. And they really got to get him the ball more involved. He's got to get more involved in the offense. I get it. Zeke is Let's Zeke, and you got the contract – but yeah, no, they and they really do because he's a stud. He's a guy that can really be a full workhorse in this, that, in this game order. moving forward. The 49ers, all these teams have very very good similar similarities, you would say, offensively. The quarterbacks, you have your question marks, you have your mm-hmm. doubts about them, but they do make plays when delivered. Jimmy well, you can G, make a question he, mark about all three of those quarterbacks. And that's what I was and also all run the ball very, very well. Three of these franchises, they run the ball extremely at a high rate in this league. And the defenses, well, the 49ers have one of the best defenses in the game. The Eagles, they turn over the ball. They lead the league in turnovers. They get after you. And yeah, we know what Dallas good does. Secondary too. And we know what the da- – yes, they have a great secondary. And we know – what the Dallas Cowboys defense is all about. Well, here's a good question for you guys. In the NFC, which who would you put ahead? Uh, who you think is the better team between these two, or I think is in the next tier? Uh, Seattle or uh, Tampa Bay? Tampa. Tampa just won, but... <sighs> I would, I, I, I would go with Tampa just because you t- you got to take you got to take Brady right and the experience. Here's the thing: this t- that team is talented, and they and they can start figuring out. And I think they are starting to figure out. They could be very dangerous. That could be your that could be your sleeping giant, which I think a lot of teams do not want to play. But if you were talking about tier, 
I'm taking Tampa over Minnesota. I'm taking Tampa over. Oh yeah. Seattle. I'm taking Tampa I'm, would be would be four. I was Minnesota like got like the third best record, one of the top records in the NFC, and like where 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 we have them like got the sixth or seventh in the NFC. Well, I, 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 like, because nobody buys into going. Kirk Cousins, right? Because they don't. Trev, they're eight and two, and I sent you the thing last night. I don't know if you saw yesterday, and I saw Minus your Instagram. Point think, differential. Are they the only, you, are they like the eight and two team that no one respects? Like, has there ever been an eight and two team like that that Guys, no, it's, no one it's respects? Not, it's not like anything. That. It's it's not the coach. It's not the defense. Yeah, but it's when not the, hold on. It's not the, the defense. It's, they give up 40 points. It's not, okay, but it's not the offensive weapons that they have. It always comes back to Kirk freaking Cousins. We know what he is. Like, I hate when people are like, oh, my God, the, the Vikings. One of the most impressive victories. I know the Bills blew that game, but still coming back, finding a way to win at 1 o'clock game. But we know what Kirk Cousins is. He is a guy that is going to make plays and the 1 o'clock games. And then, but when you get those moments like Sunday, it's well, the was, same thing. Was, now I know he can't really now. Well, now many what the court, numbers against them against not many Dallas guys can do what what Dallas pressured sixty three percent of the time. They got to him every play. It felt like so you really can't blame him. But Kirk Cousins, we know what he is. He ain't going to win you the big one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're eight and two. They're going to host a playoff game. Maybe they'll win one. But Kirk Cousins is not winning you a Super Bowl. It's just here's, evident. No, and here's the other thing. And uh, Steve Rizzer just – I'll put it on this. You can argue too. I'm not taking uh, – I get, I get it with you this season. I would take Dallas. That defense is so good that – Yeah, that, the Patriots – like they, I'm sorry, the Bucks need a team that basically doesn't have a great pass rush, and they have a great pass rush. Uh, and – that's gonna be the biggest weakness, like with Tampa is gonna be. I tell you, those are, be, those are your four. Up. Those are your four teams, though, and I think. Yeah. And the A and the AFC, I think it's easy for your. Well, actually, it's not easy for your four. I think no. the AFC. AFC is wide open. It's much different than the NFC. Uh, I, think I, other, I, I listen. I, Miami, if they get hot, they can make a run. Cincinnati is a dangerous team. Chase comes back healthy with Joe Mixon. No one wants to play Joe Burrow, bro. That guy, when he's down, he's like Patrick Mahomes. He's more dangerous down than he is up. All right? I don't think their defense is good this year, though. And, then, and, the, the, and then the Bills and the Chiefs are still – But and, Trev, I think you've been talking about it. No one talks about the Ravens, and they just keep finding ways to win and finding ways to win. If I mean, they we, might, they we might forget Miami, though. Miami's got the number one seat, like number one seat in the AFC East right now. Well, that's the thing. Wanna, they, uh, they could be this, this year's Cincinnati. I, so that, right. That's what I say is the NFC, I think you when we talk about these, at the end of the day, it comes down to the Super Bowl, right? So I think when you talk about the NFC, I think other than those four teams that we mentioned in the NFC, Tampa, you know, Eagles, mm-hmm. Cowboys, and 49ers, I don't think anyone else is coming out of the NFC. I think we all agree, right? Those will be – there's really – you no. don't trust Minnesota, Seattle, or anyone else. No. Giants, yeah. Washington. You could see like eight teams come out of the AFC, meanwhile. That, and that's what no, I'm saying. I, no, guys, I don't. I could see Cincinnati. I could see I Baltimore. I could see the Dolphins if they get hot. They got the weapons, Bills, and Chiefs. I, I mean, think Perk, that, can I give you – can I just say – And here's the other thing. You can't yep. count out Tennessee. Six mm. teams for me. There's six teams. That's gotta, it. There's three in the NFC. Maybe you get the Great. Bucks. Who are you counting out? You're not counting the Bucks. I just think You're with that offense. Take the Dallas Cowboys over. Let the me Bucks. answer the question. Well, I'm coming at you. When the when the Bucks' biggest weakness is the Eagles, 49ers, and Dallas Cowboys' greatest strength, the Bucks have a terrible offensive line. 
all three of those teams have great pass rushers. Quick pass. Brady is a Brady is a statue in the pocket. Get after Brady. We already have seen this multiple they times. Already beat it's Dallas going to be, okay, but this I think this is a different Dallas, Dallas team helping. now. This is a different Dallas team now. Oh, are they? I will I will take my chances with those three because of the lack of the offensive line. Well, the, AFC, the AFC, I'm still riding with the Bills. Don't care. They got Josh Allen. They're going to be fine. The Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, my God, what else is there to say about him? Mm. And then I'm going to just go with the Cincinnati Bengals because they did it last year, and then Joe B, like you You're said. You're not going Joe with B. Lamar and the Ravens? You don't trust Lamar I and the Ravens? Think, I love Lamar. I just think with the lack of weapons – I think that's going to come back to haunt them. I agree with that. I think that the Ravens could make a run, but he's got to be basically Superman. I mean, we're, we're also – I think teams are going and to And I'm see, not buying into Miami because they're going to uh, have to go on the road uh, unless they get the one seed. That's what I was going to say. have to go on the road and you say, don't trust Tua and Nicole. If Miami can get a home playoff game and make it attract me, it really is going to come down to who gets the number one seed. Like, if yeah. it's a clear field, I mean – Waddle and Hill can make plays. I mean, if we were to talk about non-quarterback for MVPs, you almost Tyreek Hill's got to be in that discussion. I mean, yeah. how good, how good he's been. I'm not sure how great he's going to be at this level, but man, like two he, on Miami goes in and beats Kansas City in the divisional round. No, no I don't no see way. that. that would, I I don't try. And my thing is Tyreek Hill sprinting down the sideline with the I ball in his hand. I don't, tr I don't trust Tua in a big moment like that. I have to see Listen, it. Listen, he's like, got one game to prove. He's got he's got to finish mm -hmm. out the season, like you said, Trevor. People forget there's still what six weeks of the season left, man. So there's seven. still a lot of football. Seven. Seven. So there's still a lot of football. What are we, week 11? So yeah, yeah no, it's week 18. No, it's week 12. Now it's we're in week 12, 12 but there's still. Oh my God, months. we're already in week 12. Slow it's down, NFL. Thanks, Slow down. This is this is the time now. We're hitting Thanksgiving. This, yeah, this is where you start oh, to can, find can out. Can we get the, the lines team. off of Thanksgiving though? Like, can we, I, I hold on, quick thing. Do you know they were the original team? I know, but just because you were the original, like. Don't be surprised, no. That game it better be a be, game. That game could be. I know that Buffalo's got a great offense, but so does the Lions, and they play well at home. That could be a very, well, very Ryan, maybe they come off a big game. win. They come. What's the Thursday night game. game for Thanksgiving? I know Kirk Cousins against the Patriots. Yeah, Patriots are winning. It's going to be the most boring game in the world. Patriots Wait, are going to win ten. Before to three. we sign off, because we won't be back before Thanksgiving, give me your three winners on Thursday. Uh, Bills, Cowboys, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Patriots. There you I, go. It's it's I think it's gonna be an ugly game, and people are gonna complain about it on Friday how boring it is. But uh, I mean, look, Patriots got a good defense. They're not gonna let. They're not gonna make the dumb mistake. They're gonna be a tough out, and I just feel like Minnesota. There's gonna be so much pressure on them, and if they lose that game, it almost feels like they're gonna start spiraling. Mm -hmm. Ted, what do you got? Bills, Cowboys, and the Vikings, bro. Listen, the NFL works in funny ways. Minnesota's going to dominate New England. They're coming off a bad loss. Everyone is talking about how bad it is. Everyone's talking about how bad it is. Watch. Wait, uh, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is it is in New England? No, no. It's in Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's going to win. Kirk Cousins is going to be the MVP of the game. He's going to get the turkey. He's going to be wow. popping chains, hanging turkey wow. legs. Yeah, popping chains. No, I don't think don't ever bring the popping chains back out, Kirk. No, you just no, lost by not, 37, bro. If it's going to be any MVP, it's going to be Justin Jefferson or Dalvin Cook because one of them's going to have like two touchdowns, basically. It's not going to be Kirk Kissin Cousins. It's not. Kirk Cousins, bro, I'm telling you, we'll be talking on Friday. And we'll I, be hate, talking I hate to do it, but 
the Bills, I think that Bills game is going to be a lot closer than people expect. I think that's going to be a fun game to watch. It's going to be fun. I just the Giants and Dallas. I mean, I would love to see the Giants win, but with the injuries piling up, Dallas coming off the huge win, that defense is dominant. You got you got to be smart. You got to be smart. I I want the Giants to win. I want the Giants to win more than anything. Beat Dallas, please. Wait. But it's gonna be what tough. are they Wait, what are they wearing? Dallas is wearing the No, they're wearing they're th- are the Giants wearing like those all No, they're wearing the blue. Oh, okay. No, they're wearing blue. They're wearing the basic blue uh No, no, I think no, Cowboys are wearing their white. throwbacks though. Yeah, Giants are wearing the blue too. I no, think they're they, wearing they, the yeah. white. I'm telling you. I think you, they're wearing white. I'm t- I no, I'm talking. Giants are wearing blue. I'm no, because the I Cowboys could... don't have the white. I think the Cowboys are wearing the white. Yeah, they have the, the white helmet. Guys, they yeah. already yeah. saw the jersey concepts. They're wearing blue. Uh, all right. <laughs> I agree. Uh, but they got yeah, white helmets. Right? Dallas is wearing alternate white helmets now. So. Yeah, the white helmet with the blue star. And yeah. then the white jersey with the blue, like, uh, shoulder thing, right? Uh, and then I'm going with the Patriots. Good old Kirk Cousins going to show up. You guys are both wrong it's Kirk Cousins in eight o'clock games, bro. Come on, New England sucks, bro. All right, they got a good defense. You have two so they, more, they should not be as good. They, the Jets should have beat them twice, but they got, they got the worst quarterback in the league. Okay, that's true. But right now, he's the worst quarterback in the league. Sorry, I'll oh. Russell Zach oh. Wilson. The Jets yeah, would yeah. love that Russell Wilson. Uh, not yes. that freaking contract. No, I'd rather have Derek. I'd rather have Derek Carr personally if I if I had to take a pick. Give me Derek year. Carr. We love Derek Carr. He's not starting to New play York, better. Not at the New York Giants. See you later. We'll see what happens. But yes, we will not be back until after Thanksgiving. So we'll be back later in the week. Everybody from the Keys of the City family and Rich Sports Talk. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy Turkey Day. Enjoy some football. Go Big Blue. We'll see what happens. We'll be back at the end of the week. And plus. A huge college football week because it's Ohio State, mm. Michigan time. Let's yeah. go. Let's go, Buckeyes. Time to shut them up mm. and get them away after their eh. little one year hurrah. Not anymore. Buckeyes, baby. Buckeye Nation. Here we come. We'll see you next episode. We're Keys to the City. We are out. Happy Thanksgiving. See you. to the city podcast.